Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, that was the the Legion of Doom in the in the fall of '83. 
Okay, okay. I I mean, I get it mixed up with uh, Kevin Sullivan's group, which is kind of similar. But uh, the the group that formed, I mean, what a group, man, of people. Like, if I wanted to have a click, man, I feel like that would be the the best one. Jake the Snake Roberts, King Kong Bundy, the Road Warriors, a a tremendous uh, stable of heels. Yeah, like if I was going to walk into like a bar, you know, to have a fight, man, that'd be a good one to have. Good people to have with you. But anyway, so. You'd never lose. <laughs> so you got to hear um, him coming into the WWF. Um, they did, I think they did some, some promo stuff before he came in, right? It was. Yep, yep, with the snake and everything. And his yeah. first major feud, which is a great segue into our first match, his first major feud was with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. And on an episode of Saturday Night's Main Event, they had a match in which Jake the Snake gave Ricky the Dragon Steamboat a DDT on the concrete floor and a legit concussion. Jake the Snake told Vince McMahon and the booker at the time, George Scott, that there's no way in the world he could execute this without damage being done to Ricky Steamboat. There was no way to fake the DDT on the concrete floor. If it was going to happen, Steamboat was going to get hurt. Steamboat, the greatest seller on the planet, said, nah, let's go ahead and do it. Let's go ahead and do it. I trust you, Jake. He had a real knot on his forehead and uh, suffered a real-life concussion off that angle, which set up matches all over the country. Tremendous feud. Finally comes to a head August 28, 1986, the big event in Toronto, Canada, in front of 65,000 people. A legit sellout. The main event that night was Hulk Hogan versus Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, stemming off that great angle in which uh, Orndorff turned on Hulk Hogan. The power driver. This was the semifinal to that, and what a match. This match, as always, Ricky Steamboat steals a big show that Hulk Hogan's the main main eventing on. Yeah, but what a hot card because, I mean, I'm sure that – People were just for both matches. They wanted to see that. So, well, but no, the, 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 you didn't have to have Jake Roberts, Ricky Steamboat on this card. The yeah. Hogan owner was going to sell out Toronto. Yeah, they but I mean, they were get. They were probably so happy to come to this. They could have had SD Jones versus Steve King, right? Steve Lombardi versus uh, whoever, and they still would have sold out with Hogan owner off on top. Yep. Yep. So anyway, uh, so this is the Snake Pit match. I guess they just called it that because it was no DQ. They called it, they called it, and also they were going around the country, and a match like, and they had a similar match on Santa Spain event in which Jake the Snake had his snake, and Ricky Steamboat had his iguana, and they they would always, you know, they would have them in each corner as they would battle in a no holds barred match. Um, the announcers explained at this time that the commission wouldn't allow the animals to come to the ring in Toronto. So there was no animals involved in this match. Yeah, man, it got, it got pretty ridiculous at some point. I remember everybody's coming out with, they had Matilda, they had fucking. Well, look, at, 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 um, at this point in time, you had Steamboat with his drag, with his iguana, uh, Snake, Snake Roberts with his snake, Coco Beware with his bird, the British Bulldogs with Matilda, and <laughs> like almost everybody had a fucking animal. It was the WWF Zoo. Yeah, it was. It's not, you know, it's not. It's not cool to the animal, man. Bring him out there, it's like the crowd. But so, so anyway, so they, so they, they had this. Uh, they started off. He start. He tries to Pearl Harbor uh, steamboat with his clothes on without 
before he takes off his robe and shit. So they're, they, they he gets a huge back body drop from um, from Steamboat, and uh, he's still got his robe on. And um, I think it's Johnny Valentine who's one of the announcers. No, no, uh, Johnny Valiant. Oh, Johnny Valiant. Sorry, Johnny Valiant. So Johnny Valiant is uh, he's like he looks like uh, he's the uh, Nosferatu of 1986 or something <laughs> 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 with that robe. Anyway, so later on he calls um, he calls Steamboat a Hawaii Five-O reject, but uh, <laughs> I don't I understand who the black guy was. I, I could tell he was a black oh, guy. Oh, no, that's that's the legendary. Ernie the Cat Lad. Okay, that was Lad. I thought so. And uh, they were, yeah, so it was the threesome there with um, with Monsoon. So you have um, um, Steamboat kind of getting the upper hand most for the most part of the first part of the match. Then they go outside, and um, that's where Roberts gets in some offense and starts, uh, I think, doesn't he take him, um, he... He swings him. He he body slams him. He swings him into the post. Uh, oh, that was great! Uh, Busts it wide open with the with the swing with with with, with a uh, slingshot into the into the into the post. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, there's there's the first time they go outside. Oh, that's right. The first time they go outside, he he drapes him over the platform and starts really oh yeah nailing into him. Oh, and these are two of the greatest ring psychologists in the history of professional wrestling. You want to talk about all-time great ring psychologists, in my opinion, the all-time, the three greatest are Steamboat, Bret Hart, and Jake the Snake Roberts. I mean, they fucking, they, they, they master the ring. They make you believe this shit is real. Yeah, they sell, too. They sell very well. And no one sells better than Steamboat. Oh, my yeah. God. So Steamboat, he's he's um, he's getting some g- good um, stuff in. It, it, they finally, I um, they go back out again. He gets him in that uh, slingshot and he busts him wide open. You have Steamboat bloody, and uh, he's now his his. Um, I guess he gets he he reverses something on on um, Roberts and uh, gets a pin. But uh, so I mean, he wins the match pretty. Pretty quickly, it was like a fifteen minute match, I guess. But yeah, uh, fifteen minute match. It stole the show, and it was a great I mean, match. Yeah, it was great match. And I mean, Jake, this was probably, in my opinion, the greatest match of Jake the Snake's Roberts' career. He was just tremendous. Because in order to keep up with Steamboat, and Steamboat is flying all over the place, you have to. Jake shows his speed in this match. Jake did not slow down anything. He stayed with and of. Uh, Steamboat. They had a tremendous feud. And um if you look at Ricky Steamboat's career in the WWF, he came in he came into the territory, he tag teamed with Jimmy Stucker in nineteen eighty five. Then he had a tremendous feud with the magnificent Morocco. Then he had the feud with Jake Robinson, then the greatest feud of his WWF run after this was with Randy Savage, which segue perfectly segues into the next match. November twenty ninth, nineteen um 86, Saturday's main event, a very rare, and at this point, probably the single greatest uh, heel versus heel match in the history of the uh, of the territory. The, uh, the I mean, this, this this never happened before. Yeah, I remember when it, when they announced it, I was like, "What the hell is going on here? These are two bad guys 
Heel versus heel. They, they This was probably the biggest heel versus heel match in the history of the territory up until that point. Right, right. It was huge. And they were like, who the hell? These guys are two of the most hated guys. So they... Jesse Ventura was phenomenal. Yeah. Announcing this match because he is, he's in his element. Too, too bad time. He's like, you're going to see a lot of rule breaking tonight. Yeah, these guys are experts in bending the rules. Yeah. <laughs> I love Jesse because he told the truth. Yeah. He was the heel announcer that told the truth. Yeah, and they... <laughs> and he's loving it because he's got two of his favorites. Oh, it's like he's jerking off at the ringside the way he's talking about these two guys. Yeah, see, I think this was... Probably uh, Jake, one of Jake's best matches because he. Oh yeah, that's why it's on the show. This would probably be his second greatest match of all time. I mean, and Randy Savage was sensational in this match as the cowardly heel. Right. Elizabeth in front of him. Uh, Savage was another guy who was a great, great heel who turned out to be a great face as well. Yeah, I guess maybe they were like f- trying to figure out who to turn here because. Uh... Oh, no, the plan was always to turn Savage eventually, because Savage had that, even though Savage was a heel, he had a babyface style, leaping off the top rope, acrobatic, I mean, he could sell like a motherfucker. Another great seller, Randy Savage as a face, could sell his ass off. Uh, So, um, I don't think they wanted to turn Jake the Snake heel, a face, but... Little by little, he's getting more and more cheers, and he got the majority cheers in this match. He did, he did. I think full fledged here, and this might have been one of the reasons why McMahon eventually turned turned him in. Uh, just a couple of months later, uh, Roberts would turn face. Yeah, and and he's he had that uh, DDT, which is also a very popular move. I remember. And amongst- also, around this time, there was a snake pit in which he had Hogan on, and um, um, and it's you 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 it. it Matter of fact, I don't think it ever aired on television. It might have only been aired in Canada. And uh, Jake might have uh, – an angle where he DDT'd Hogan and the fans went apeshit and cheered Snake instead of – Really? Yeah, so that cut what was supposed to be a, a, a program between Hogan and Snake. That program never happened because McMahon was like, oh, shit, they're cheering the Snake? <laughs> Delete that film. Delete it. They're probably like sick of Hogan at that point, you know. They're looking... That's hilarious. No, this was coming off Hogan's great run with Orndorff. This was Hogan at his all-time peak. This is right before Hogan has that match with Andre. Wow. Hulkamania at his peak, the biggest star in the history of the business, and they're the biggest face ever, and they're cheering Roberts after he teases. Well, that just shows you that it's all Roberts. Then he just got yes. that. Yes. 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 So here, so he, so in this match, he, you know, they, they, um, I mean, this match is just like pillar to post, man. Like oh, inside, outside. I can't really even action. call this one. But uh, goes on this match. The match starts with him um, bringing the stake out, and Savage puts Elizabeth in front yeah. of him. And, and when, I mean, Mingo was like, "Oh, look at this coward! What's he doing a woman in front of?" Him? I forgot Jesse said something. something no, he's like, "No, man, he's just putting his taking his jacket off." You know. Yeah, they grab each other's hair. McMahon goes, "Oh, if you was in that match, they'd have some. They'd have a souvenir." <laughs> Shut up, McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just. Oh, Jake does some hellacious arm drags at the beginning of the match. They're going back and forth. This is non-stop action. Yeah, man. I mean, and, and this is where you really see the agility 
of of both these guys, and they just well, have in, in both both matches you see snakes. Robert's a, a, a jilly. He's go these at this point in time. The two quickest wrestlers in the WWF are Ricky Steamboat and Randy Savage, and you see Snake not getting gassed, keeping up with these two quick cheetah-like characters. Yeah. I mean, Randy Savage really is like Spider-Man, though, the way he moves. He's just so uh, agile. He's probably one of the most agile wrestlers ever because... Uh, his first his first gimmick, it's funny you say that, his first gimmick, he was, he was, he, his, his nickname, his, his name was the Spider. He wore a Spider, and then he was in the Spider-Man movies, the very first Spider-Man movie. So there you see why. Whoever was booking him when he first came into wrestling was like, this guy's quick as a spider, let's... Put a spider mask on. Wow, that's that's so that. Yes. But Spider Man came first, right? I mean, he was like uh, in the. No, comics. in 1974, 1975, when he debuted, he was the Spider. No, but I'm saying, was there a Spider Man oh, then? Oh, Spider Man came out in the 50s. Yeah, yeah. But it's weird because uh, Spider Man, when he first started, he was like the Spider, right? Almost like a wrestler. Remember, he was in yes. the ring. Yes, he was a wrestler. Yeah, there you go. Just in the movie, he wrestled Macho Man Savage. Yeah, yeah. Macho Man was like a giant monster at that point. But yeah, yeah. yeah he was seventy years old, jacked up on roids. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this um, um, did this match lead anywhere? I mean, because I know it got a double GQ at the end there. But uh, uh, some of the great moments in this match. Uh, the the I love Jake the Snake's. A, a clothesline where he grabs you and he tosses you like he, 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 it's a short arm clothesline. Yeah, short arm, short arm clothesline. Yeah. He and he did that to the Savage on the Savage's head on the post and a lot of action outside. When, and then outside the ring, Savage puts Elizabeth in front of him again while Snake takes the Jake gets the Snake bag. Savage throws the Snake bag underneath the ring, thinking that that'll keep the Snake out the match, but no, Snake gets Snake gets it back. Oh, finally, at the end of the match, they they have to take two, two tremendous fucking bumps. Oh, they both push him. Yeah, and so finally, a double DQ. Snake picks up the uh, snake. Jake gets the snake. Uh, Savage picks up the chair, and then after the DQ, Savage is is is, is fighting with the referee, and Jake just he puts the snake on fucking Savage. That's great. <laughs> and Savage grabs Elizabeth and runs out of there like like. Now, the the scene where the scene where um, Savage gets bitten by the snake that's later, right? Like that's that's that, that's five years later. Yeah, that's much later. Okay, because that's when he's he's announcing he like comes out of retirement. Oh, it's funny you say that, right? In this match, a Savage ties Robinson to the ropes, then then grabs the snake and puts it under the ring. Same thing happens reverse. When we do, when we talk about that angle, he ties Savage into the ropes the same fucking way. Right, right. So yeah, so that that was that's interesting. So they they have this one off kind of heel versus heel and that, match. That was it because a couple of months later, Snake turns face, um, feuds with Honky Tonk Man, then um takes time off because he becomes a huge, I mean, drug addict, and he's a, he's forced to take time off in '87. Also has to recover from a, a, a broken neck. That he suffered at the hands of Honky Tonk Man from the from the the angle from the from getting hit straight. I mean, full fledged with the guitar. 
The guitar didn't break. It wasn't a gimmick guitar. He hit him with a non-gimmick guitar? What the fuck yeah. was that? Yeah. Why? You, uh, I don't know what the fuck happened with that, but that that led to a, a series of neck injuries, and Jake the Snake was no longer performing because he couldn't do the same type of bumps, so he relied more on promos and psych- ring psychology, which kept him over. He was huge as a baby face. In 1991, there was the angle where Earthquake killed his snake, Damien, and so that's when he introduced Lucifer, which takes us into summer of 1991. He's still feuding with Earthquake. Ultimate Warrior is feuding with The Undertaker. And Ultimate Warrior asks Snake Roberts for his help. And this is the, the next segment, the angle where he turns on The Ultimate Warrior. So this is his, uh, after, after being faced for a little while, he turns he heel. He was faced for four, four and a half years. Right, right. But now he's turned heel here. And it's on the Ultimate Warrior, but the Ultimate Warrior first he um, what does he do with him first? He puts him he in puts a him coffin. First. He puts him first. Warrior, you got in order to understand the Undertaker. Take over the dark side. I'm gonna put you inside the coffin. Breathe, breathe. You gotta face your fear. He got the fucking under. Um, he got um, the Ultimate Warrior. Goddamn perm hair. I swear to God, like. <laughs> A perm. Oh, yes. He's got a Farrah Fawcett perm. <laughs> oh, my God, man. It was like, seriously, it was a Farrah Fawcett. And he must have gone in there and been like, give me the Farrah Fawcett, okay? And then... <laughs> I mean, so he, puts him, he, puts him, he puts him in the... See, there was an angle a few weeks prior to this where The Undertaker puts him in a... In a, in a puts the ultimate warrior in a casket and it takes everybody they, they, they fucking bring out sledgehammers to break him out of there and Big Bad's like oh no he's gonna die get him out of there get him out of there so the first the first vignette is him putting him inside the casket and tell him breathe warrior breathe okay now it's time to come out he, he opens up there you got the eyes of the undertaker and ultimate warrior was horrible acting looks at the camera you know like like a zombie that's the first segment. Second segment, he buries them inside a graveyard. Oh, you got a bearer. They come from the grave. Well, first he makes him dig. He makes him dig the grave. He, he digs his old grave, and then he puts him in there. And, and he like, finds a skull oh, in there. I feel the, I, I feel the dark side, Jake. So then, so while he's in there, like, what is it? Like, the Undertaker shows up and starts... No, no, no. That's the third and final vignette. Right before SummerSlam. Jake, and this is great booking by Pat Patterson and and Vince McMahon. They kept Jake the Snake Roberts off the SummerSlam card on purpose. At the the time, I'm thinking, why isn't Jake the Snake having, like, some type of cage match or snake match with Earthquake? Right. They kept them off the card, and it was done on purpose because they're building this heel turn. The final vignette, he says, all right, you got to go in there with all the stakes, and there's a coffin in it, and I want you to open up. This is your final test, Warrior. Go in there. He goes in there, and Ultimate Warrior is like, all these stakes, he's scared shit. Check the stakes like, stay in there. Open up the coffin. Don't worry about the stakes. And then he opens up the, the 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 coffin, and it's Damien, and Damien bites him, and this is great. Jake the Snake's like, oh, you've got bitten by the snake. Oh, <laughs> well, here come the men in black. 
<laughs> this is when Paul Bearer and Ultimate Warrior's powers have been sapped because he got bit by the snake. Jake the Snake goes, the very final. All right, reach out for me, Warrior. Reach out for me. No. Didn't your mother tell teacher, never trust a snake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's turned, he's turned heel. And then at SummerSlam, you had the match the the match the match in hell the match made in hell the match made in heaven the match made in hell was the Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan versus the Iron Sheik Colonel Mustafa and no Colonel Mustafa was the Iron Sheik uh, General Adnan and Sergeant Slaughter and in that match Sid Justice Sid Vicious is the referee the match ends with Hogan winning the Ultimate Warrior runs out because. He had a contractual beef with, 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 with McMahon. He was fired after the match. After the match, they had the wedding between Randy Savage and Elizabeth. Then they had the reception. And in the reception, one of the gifts was Damien coming out of a, a, out of, out of a, a, a present. And the ultimate, I mean, the Undertaker, Paul Bearer, and Jake Roberts show up. And that's how the feud with Savage begins, and, he, and Elizabeth's screaming, oh, it's a snake, it's a snake. And they're going to go try and, and, and bite Randy Savage, Elizabeth. But Sid Vicious, Sid Justice picks up a chair and, and wards them off. Right. Now we're looking at the final angle. The week before Survivor Series, November 23rd, 1991, WWF Superstars, the infamous snake biting of Randy Savage. Yeah, this thing was... <laughs> This thing was really graphic. The, man. Single, like, the single darkest angle in the history of the WWF. Other, the only thing that compares to with this, as far as darkness comes, was the Brian Pilbert Stone Cold gun, gun angle. Yeah, and that was a little bit too ridiculous to be dark because it was so ridiculous. But, yeah. Or, or with, um, or with um, Undertaker uh, crucified Stone Cold. <laughs> Even then, that was ridiculous. <laughs> This was dark because you had a real snake biting a guy. and uh... A real snake. A real snake. It starts off, Jake the Snake wins the match, and then he grabs the microphone and a great promo. He's like, hey, I want to talk to that guy with the, the orange hat out there. He, he basically does a Mr. T, Rocky Balboa here, you know, like. You're something savage. I used to look up to you when you was the intercontinental champion and the world champion. Now you might as well be wearing Piper's skirt. <laughs> yeah, like, so you want to bring that up and hide behind that? It's like, and they're like, "Don't go, Savage! Don't do it! Don't go!" And he's like, "I'm McMahon, just gonna get a better McMahon, look at him." McMahon is great. McMahon is great. Oh my God, he's great at announcing. Randy, stay here! Stay here, Randy! Don't go up there, Randy! Macho! I'm just gonna go up there and take a look. <laughs> yeah, man, and so. Some stupid referee right away, like, grabs his leg. perfect. While he grabs his leg, Jake the Snake does a short-arm clothesline, beats down Savage, ties him in the ropes, then brings out the snake. And, oh, Piper was phenomenal in this angle also because he runs out there and he keeps Elizabeth from going into the ring. Uh, Roberts picks up uh, Lucifer, puts the snake on Savage, and starts the snake starts biting the shit. Out of his biceps. Yeah, man. Right. I mean, real deep and stuff. I don't know if it was that the plan. The plan was, and, and Savage and, and Snake 
Savage and Roberts trusted each other. They they two of the all time great workers in the WWF. Uh, Snake Roberts devenomized the snake, so so that way he could he wouldn't uh, get killed. He devenomized the, uh, Lucifer, and Savage went ahead with it. And um, I'm surprised McMahon went ahead with it. I mean, I can see Patterson and and Savage and Roberts going ahead with it. I'm so surprised McMahon who had this who has this kidney problem. He's got kids crying at ringside. Kids are crying at fucking ringside. Yeah, I saw those kids, man. They were really upset. Like. <laughs> What an angle! And the the snake is gnawing at his arm. At his arm, McMahon's going crazy. Uh, McMahon's like, somebody get in there! Come on, stop this! Somebody get in there! Yeah, finally Piper runs down and starts trying to get um, Savage out of there. But then, but then Elizabeth tries to get in the ring, and so Piper's distracted by keeping Elizabeth out of there, and Savage is being gnawed. Finally, to get him out the ring, and he's all fucked up. He's getting up. He's falling down. <laughs> oh, that snake! That bite—it's all into the system. It's going through a system. Get him out of there! <laughs> yeah, man, it's just Jesus. Great fucking angle. One of the greatest angles in the history of the WWF. I mean, just tremendous. So you think that uh, he was like, "Yeah, let the snake bite me"? No, Savage was was Savage was Savage would have never allowed that without his agreement. Uh, it's, but it's amazing that he allowed that. But anyway, but uh, savage, savage, dedicated, savage, professional, dedicated, professional. It's that one of the all-time great shit. Craziness, and um, so, so they had that that started off a, a big feud, right? Their, their feud, which which uh, they had, they had some good matches because Savage carried uh, Roberts. Roberts had become limited by this time because of all the serious drug abuse and and injuries, but they had a tremendous feud. And um, it culminated in a Saturday Night's main event, and in that in which uh, Savage beats Roberts, and um, they 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 shot a great angle. This was another great angle. As they, Jake the Snake is in the back in the gorilla position, pitching and moaning about how he lost, and said, "Oh no, this is it. I'm going to get." It. He grabs a chair, and he's waiting in front of the curtain. He's waiting in front of the curtain to just hit Elizabeth. Or, or, or Savage, or both as they come through the curtain. Right before Elizabeth comes through the curtain, Jake the Snake winds up the chair like a baseball bat and is about to swing it when the Undertaker stops the chair, grabs the chair, and that begins the, the Undertaker-Jake the Snake-Roberts feud, which would be the last feud for Jake the Snake. At WrestleMania 7, he would lose, was it 7, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, no, WrestleMania 8. WrestleMania 8, in, uh, April 5th, 1992, he would lose to The Undertaker, and he would leave the WWF right after that. Hmm. And and, and it was just, is this drugs again? That, and uh, there was, uh, it had to, have, had to have been with, due to the drug abuse. But then a few months later, he would resurface at WCW, where he started his feud with, with uh, Stakes. Right, it, with who? Oh, okay, okay, yes, yes. And he did, had a pretty good run there, I remember. Um, yeah, least. he was tremendous, but then they had a horrible Halloween Havoc match, a uh, coal miner's glove match, in which he allowed the snake to bite him, his own snake to bite him. And oh. then he left after that. And uh, and then he showed up in ECW, I think. Uh, oh, no, 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 
He went to AAA and had a phenomenal run. Riots all over Mexico and Los Angeles in his feud with Conan. And Sherry Martel was his manager. Okay. And so that they, was... I mean, they drew big money in 93 and 94 uh, with Jake the Snake feuding with Conan. Is he in the uh, Hall of Fame, Wrestler Hall of Fame Observer? Unfortunately, Jake the Snake Roberts is not in the Wrestler Observer Hall of Fame. Another fucking, re- I don't know why. The man belongs in there. He drew money. He's he an icon. He one of the greatest promos of all time. Is Steamboat? Steamboat was part of the first class. Oh, wow. Well, if Steamboat's in, he's in, man. Come on. Even though, I mean... Because Steamboat, not like he was some big drawing champion somewhere. No, but Steamboat, Steamboat was one of the greatest, if not the greatest babyface of all time. I guess you're right. Um, so when you have um, this, okay, so then you have... Um, then after, then he, after he left AAA, he did a, a Smoky Mountain run, which was, he had great promos and some good matches with the Dirty White Boy. Uh, one of which we will cover later on the year. It was a great, great match. But Jake had gotten so fucking fat and bloated from the drug abuse and the alcohol, he had to take time out. And finally, he, he left. He left Cornette because one night he just didn't show up. Couldn't get out of his hotel room. Right. Well, then he he, he was he, uh, DDP straightened him out, right? No, but but before then he go to, then he went to the WWF in 1996 and did that old. God's Jesus saved me, angle, and that was the birth of Stone Cold three uh, three sixteen. That's right. Him, he he basically was. Yes, he was talent because he was doing uh, biblical verses, and then finally they met the the the, the King of the Ring nineteen ninety six championship match, so the tournament final. Stone Cold beats Jake, and as Jake is leaving the ring, Stone Cold picks up the the, the bike and says, Oh, Snake, you got all these Bible verses about uh, he heal thy neighbor and all this, love thy neighbor. Well, Stone Cold 316 says, I just kicked you. Now, he was, was, was Austin the heel when he said that? Yes, yes. See, that's Snake the... was a baby face doing the, doing the, the, the born-again Christian gimmick. That's awesome. Yeah, and he—I remember—he had the biggest gut um, at that point. It was like, man, yeah. but he was still good. He was still pretty, pretty good. And around. recently, recently, he had got uh, DDP did save his life. DDP uh, put him in his uh, program, and um, Jake the Snake says it all the time. If it wasn't for DDP, he'd be a dead man. Yep, him and uh, Scott Hall apparently get yes. help. Yeah, DDP said. I think that's the main reason why DDP is now going to be inducted into the WWF Hall of WWE Hall of Fame is because of his outside work. DDP has done a lot of great work. Big ups to da- Diamond Dallas Page, Page Falkenberg. He did a sensational job saving those, these two guys because these two guys were at rock bottom. 